historic day for the Swans tomorrow. At North Sydney Oval, their AFLW side makes its debut in the competition up against St Kilda there at North Sydney Oval. First bounce, 10 past five, as I mentioned. And joining us now is the Chief Executive of the Swans, Tom Harley. Tom, good morning to you. Good morning, Jared, Michael and Laurie. Thanks for having me. No, great to have you on the show. And this must be a great moment for the club. And what is the expectations, Tom, for the first season? I guess considering the challenges of starting a team from scratch Mm. against established teams. Yeah, look, firstly, it's a a momentous occasion for the club. We've actually, um, in our, you know, we're 148 years old, uh, the South Melbourne Sydney Swans, and um, and our women's team is uh, T-minus one day old, and they Mm. run out for the first time at uh, North Sydney Oval. So, uh, you know, we've we've got an AFLW team, and we've got our AFL team and our VFL team um, finishing top four and in the final. So it's a great vibe around the club at the moment, but specifically the women. It's been a uh, it's been a less than a twelve month build, and it's been a ten week pre season where we've literally um, built the team from scratch. No mm. pre existing relationships between staff and players. Uh, bundled them all together, and um, the excitement is genuine. And uh, you know we're, we're we're looking to see incremental improvement each game, um, and great effort and contest in the uh, effort and intensity in the contest. So I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, Tom, we see uh, female sports in this country continue to grow and it's great to see. From your perspective, uh, you'd get a good look at endorsement, sponsorship, advertisement. How how does that go uh, for the girls in, in your code compared to, you know, r- rugby league or yeah. the cricket, for example? Is is it hard to get? Is it easy to get? Are people keen to to align with the the women's side of things? Yeah, I think um, I think cricket cricket's been at the forefront of it, uh, along with um, soccer. Um, mm. uh, from the AFL, the, the girls um, were the beneficiaries of a significant pay increase from season six to seven. I think across the board, an average of ninety four percent salaries went up, which is yeah. which is great. Um, so if you take all of the AFLW players collectively, they're the highest paid. Australian sports women um, uh, in the oh, country, yeah. which is terrific. From, from, a, from a club point of view, um, we've we have um, received some really strong interest from partners. Um, uh, QBE, our major partner for almost forty years, they've extended to capture the women's program. Same with Volkswagen. We've had Bing Lee come on board, and University of New South Wales come on board, um, specific for the women's program. Oh, yeah. um, and then down, I guess, to the granular level of the individual athletes, there's there's a bit of a lag for that, I think. But the most important thing when I talk to the, the players um, is, yes, the endorsements and the recognition is great, but they just want people to come and watch them play. Mm. You know, there's there's a, there's a nice halo effect around women's sport, but the most important thing, go and watch them play. So. Um, really encourage everyone to get out there on uh, on Saturday afternoon. Tom, can I ask, um, you know, how you put the team together? Is is it a, mm. a local focus in in New South Wales, or do you recruit from all around Australia? Yeah, we recruited from all around Australia. The um, uh, about seventy five percent of our list is not from Sydney. So, you know, I think if you if we can forecast ten years down the track, a bit like we're experiencing with the men's team, um, with Sydney boys coming through the academy. Um, in fact, we had the All-Australian Awards the other night, and Isaac Heaney and Callum Mills were, were named in that squad as academy graduates, which is terrific. So we're hoping that's what happens for the women. But um, the lion's share of our team that will run out tomorrow are uh, Victorian girls, um, which made the build uh, challenging and exciting um, because we had to relocate, um, you know, it was about 24, yeah. about 30 players um, from, from Melbourne. 
um, in a really tight turnaround. But uh, you know, the uh, the the camaraderie that's been generated from such a quick build and move is uh, is powerful. When you look, Tom, at the evolution sorry, of this women's side and the progress of the men's side in the last couple of years, I mean, post-COVID, could mm. you have envisaged two years ago the club would be this well-placed on and off the field? Yeah, look, it's been, we, you know, we, I was having a good chat to the coach, John Longmire, um, the other day, and we were reflecting on COVID and um, where our men's team was at that point in time was um, was young and developing and and. Being on the road for a couple of years with young players provided a great opportunity to bed down some of the foundations that you need for sustainable sports teams. So um, it's not by accident. Um, we 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 want to be where we are at the moment, but um, you know, from a from a holistic club point of view, it's it's bloody exciting to have um, you know have the, the finals, the men's finals starting next week for us down at the MCG. The women, obviously, starting at um, North Sydney, our VFL team, as I say, in the top four. And we've got a, a new home at the Royal Hall of Industries that we'll move into by the end of the year um, to really put a stake in the ground um, in Sydney. And we've been here for 40 years, so it's a, it's a great time to be involved with this one. Is it hard not to get super excited, Tom? Because it, it seems like it's very open and the Swans are hitting form at the, the right time. Obviously, Melbourne will be a, a tough challenge down there at the MCG, but you've already beaten them this season. How hard is it, I suppose, for the players to stay grounded and the old cliche, one week at a time? Yeah, they're, they're pretty good at, at that um, in terms of dealing with what's directly in front of you. And, um, you know, the beauty about playing finals is, you know, you're coming up against the best um, and probably no better challenge, to be fair, than the rating premiers on their home deck. Um, they won the premiership away from the MCD last year, Melbourne. Um, so this is their first final since they've been premiers back. So there'll be 75,000 people there. Um, and look, it, you have to, you know, as athletes, I think you do embrace the excitement whilst not getting ahead of yourselves. And that, that comes with experience. So we're really fortunate to have, you know, um, not only a young, exciting group coming through, but some, some very mature, experienced premiership players from 2012. Um, and players that have played a lot of finals steering the ship. So, um, uh, you know, big month ahead. We're speaking with Swans Chief Executive and two-time Geelong Premiership Captain Tom Harley. And on that note, Tom, Swans Geelong Grand Final. I'm going to get ahead of myself. Uh, how would that sit with you? <laughs> it would sit very comfortably. That means uh, we, we would be there. So that's a good start. But, um, uh, look, the captain. The Cats, I think, have been the team to beat all year. They, they finished the season two games clear from, from ourselves in Melbourne in second and third. And, um, you know, as a, as a club, they've done a remarkable job this century, really, um, to, to constantly challenge and compete. So if we're good enough to get there against the Cats, I'd be very happy. And I would also um, have no question about which side of the fence I'm sitting on. And that's the, that's the red and white side of the fence. <laughs> so many wonderful players in the Swans outfit, Tom. And, but one I want to make mention of, you know, because he's had a, a tough few years and it's his first season with the Swans. Paddy McCartan, yeah. what type of impact did you think he would have on the club and has he exceeded expectation? Yeah, firstly, I think it would be fair to say he's exceeded expectation, primarily because he's playing in a position that he'd never played before. He's, he's playing in the back line for us and uh, he was the number one draft pick all those years ago as a key forward. So from that point of view, I think, but... Um, um, we know the McCartan family really well. We drafted Tommy when he was uh, he just turned 18 um, uh, out of uh, out of high school down in Geelong. And um, so we knew the type of family that we were bringing into the club. And 
Um, he's been a huge addition um, from a positional profile for him to play that key defensive role. That's what we needed. Um, he's just smack bang in the age profile at uh, just turned 26 um, to have a long career with us. So uh, no, he's been terrific and, and we've been very fortunate to have the Paddy partner up alongside his brother, Tom, um, as key defensive pillars for our footy club. Tom, you've re-signed the Warner Brothers. Chad, we've uh, spoken a lot about the impact he's made at the Swans this year. Corey re-signed as well. But uh, Lance Franklin, how confident are you that he'll be a Swans player next year? Yeah, look, we, we've, um, I think Lance made a really good decision um, to, to, to take the pressure off and park his, his future, if you like. And, and you know, he spoke pretty candidly about all of the options on the table, and he'll, he'll sort that through with his family at the end of the year. So what I am confident about, if he wants to play, um, I can absolutely unequivocally say we want him to play with us. And uh, But um, as he said a couple of weeks ago, he uh, he decided to to, uh, to 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 park things, and we fully respect that. That doesn't mean we're not talking, obviously, but um, uh, look, we're hopeful that Lance plays for as long as he wants to in the red and white. When does the club need a call to be made by, Tom? Uh, oh no, no pressure at all. I mean, list lodgements are at the end of October, um, uh, and so it would be it would be then, but um, certainly not before then. We don't need to put any pressure on list spots or salary caps or anything like that. Um, uh, I think with someone like Lance, who's had the career that he has had, um, we are very comfortable for him to take his time, and and um, and he knows that, and we know that, so it, it all sits pretty comfortably. Uh, there's two parts to this question. Sorry, Tom. Jo- Josh Kennedy, uh, the influence that he's had on the group, he's announced he's going to retire at the end of the year. Um, yep. Unlikely to make a return this season. And two, the squad um, will be selected next week to take on Melbourne. Other than Josh, will you have a full squad to pick from? Yeah, look, we from, from our, I guess, our, our notional experience, senior AFL players, we will. Um Sam Naismith is a, is a player on our list who's been battling back-to-back ACL reconstruction, so he's unavailable. Uh, another young player, Mark Sheva, um, with a stress fracture in his foot, he hasn't made his debut yet, he's unavailable. Um, but outside of those two, plus Josh, um, and Josh has started running. I saw him last night. Um, so he's, uh, he's very much engaged in the group. Um, you know, We're fully expecting to have um, a full-strength squad to pick from, um, which is really what you're aiming for at this time of year. Mm. So Tom Papley uh, was concussed against Kilda in the last game last week, but um, he'll recover from that through the concussion protocols in time for the first final. What a few weeks ahead you've got, Tom. Uh, really appreciate your time this morning and uh, go the red and white. Go the Swans. What a final series. Thanks so much, Thanks so much guys. Anytime.